0: We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. We ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk.
1: back, one and all, to a Bangarangs and Daggers, Corn Nation's Nebraska Ball Podcast. I am Patrick Gerhart, and we are switching things up a bit in this week's recording. Nate and my schedules did not exactly match up, so we decided to record separately and put it all together on the editing floor. Today's topic is AAU basketball, which is basically basketball clubs around the country that are outside of a school team and are governed by the Amateur Athletic Union. You pay to play on these teams and travel around your area, region, and even country to play other teams. For a little background, the Amateur Athletic Union, or AAU for short, was first founded in 1888, and their main goal was to promote and develop amateur sports. Originally, it was connected to the Olympic movement and and had responsibility with the U.S. Olympic Sport governing Body until 1978. The AAU has a multitude of sports that it offers from baseball and golf to surfing and pickleball. If there is a major interest in a sport, they generally cover it. Recently, the AAU has come under scrutiny, specifically in basketball. Many have came out saying quality of play is subpar and the athletes are not properly trained for the game. That, is, that has also become a cash cow for many of those that are involved at the expense of the athletes. In today's podcast, we will go into some of these concerns, along with other ones we have encountered over the past few years. While we do not have many of the answers, we hope to at least give you a glimpse into the world of AAU basketball and its impact on today's players. So, without further ado, I give you our own basketball coach, Nate McHugh.
0: Well, hi, this is Nate, Nate McHugh, the second part, uh, or the... Fellow co host of this podcast, and I understand I'm supposed to, you know, give a couple of my thoughts about AAU basketball. But first, I have something that's a little off topic. I'm not a big fan of social media, I don't think most people are, but yet we join in, right? I think we all need to remind ourselves that social media is, when you're looking at other people's social media, for the most part it is their highlight film right so don't let it, you know don't let it bring you down because everyone's life looks great right so I'm gonna go in the opposite direction um, we usually record together and I think Patrick's probably talked about that already um, we usually record on Sunday nights however last night I had a softball game at 9:30 which is ridiculous I got to bed about 1 a.m because um, I don't live. Near Omaha. Anyways, so um, I'm recording at work right now, after work. Um, I had to bring my son here, who got his third ticket in three days of school. The ticket's not a good thing. So currently, uh, he is writing the sentence, I will follow directions, 25 times. And so if uh, he comes in and interrupts me, I just want to apologize in advance. So, you know, proud moment for Dad, so... Um, anyways, I guess I'm just to talk about basketball, right? Um, some of the pros of AAU basketball. First, I, um, if sure, I'm not sure if Patrick talked about it. AAU stands for the Amateur Athletic Union. That you know That is true. But AAU basketball now, just the term, is a coverall for pretty much any basketball that is during the off season. Would, that's how I would call it. Uh, so there's some good and there's some bad. So I'm going to start with some of the good. This and just just to remind, this is from you know, I'm a basketball coach, so this is from a basketball coach perspective. Uh, first, I think it's great that it gives uh, kids an opportunity to play competitive basketball in the offseason. It's Too many times, and it drives me nuts, kids. The last time they, – or they won't touch a basketball from the end of the season until the beginning, and then they wonder why they aren't any better. So AAU basketball gives kids you know, opportunities to uh, really get better and play competitive basketball during the offseason. I think that's great. And so that's you know, one of the best things about it. Uh, second, there are opportunities in AAU basketball for the big-time players – like we've had in my program in the past um, or some marginal players, you know, the ones that are on, we would call C team, you know, the, the players that, you know, at the moment aren't, probably aren't good enough to play varsity. So it gives them an opportunity to get more experience, you know, you know, maybe another outlook on basketball that could help them. And, you know, it's just more time in the gym. I think that's great. Uh, third, uh, you get to play against a great competition, especially, you know, these small towns, which is where I coach you, we have kids who, um, should, you know, who, who could play, uh, college basketball, but you know, we're a C2 school, so they don't get to play during the season. They aren't, they're the best kid in the gym. They aren't getting as much, you know, better. Uh, they aren't getting as, they're not improving as much, I would say during the season as you know we would like because sometimes it's really hard to to make it hard on them so uh AAU basketball gives kids an opportunity to play against great competition and that's what happens um because it gives them exposure to uh kids from outside the state especially if they're traveling uh it's 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 really works out quite well um you know and i like to tell our kids don't if you are the best player in the gym, the need to find a new gym, you know, and I guess I you know, that could go to any part of your life. It, you know, the other, you know, as far as just, you know, working, if you're the smartest guy in the room, find a new room, right? So yeah, AAU basketball, uh, you're going to play against high level competition because most of the time, especially the high level AAU teams will, be comprised of other kids who are planning on playing basketball in college or who want to. And so, you know, you're not going to be able to just dominate a game like you would in high school. So that that's, you know, that's great, um, especially for those high flyers, you know, guys who think you're or, or gals who think they're going to be playing college basketball. On uh, fourth, they get to practice situational basketball. This is something that is – probably doesn't get done enough during the season because there's just so much to go through. But you know, what what are you supposed to do when you're when it's tied? You get, and there's ten seconds left, and the other team shooting the free throw, and they make it. Okay, you got no timeouts now. You got ten seconds. Got to go. You have to go the other way. So what do you do? Have you practiced it? You know, so those situations will happen. In, in, in basketball games, and so you know, I, of course, I'm going to put more value on a season that's during the high school, you know, the high school basketball season. So you know, there's situations, you know, okay, you're down, okay, I have this. No, you're up three. There's eight seconds left. They're coming down the floor. Do you foul, or do you let them shoot? You know, you want if you foul and you put them at the free throw line, you know, because maybe you're in bonus. Maybe that's what you want to do, but if you've never practiced it, or you never even had a chance to think about it, then that is tough. You know, it's hard to get mad at a kid for, for screwing up when they haven't had a chance to practice it. So that's something that AU gives kids opportunity in game situations to get better. Um, and my fifth point was uh, that. Kids get to experience other styles of coaching. If you've grown up in one school, then you might have the same coach all four years, you know, in high school. So there are other ways to play basketball. There's other ways to coach basketball, and there's other styles, other systems that AU hey, you basketball you're gonna get. To experience a lot of those systems and other styles of coaching you know there's some coaches are screamers some you know so i think that is one of the great benefits of AU basketball and so there's five points you know trying to be balanced here uh so um next i guess you know we're, my next section i'm going to talk about the cons and so we're trying to be balanced and so i guess we'll hear from patrick
1: Use a great rundown over the pros of AAU basketball. First being the opportunity to play competitive basketball in the offseason outside of their normal school team. Second, there are teams out there for both big-time players as well as marginal players. You don't just throw them all together so when coaches and scouts and other people who are interested in bringing these players onto other teams have a good chance to see high-end players play with other high, against other high-end players, and while still allowing marginal ones to play against other competition, that can make them even better. And third, opportunity to play against great competition. You get, a, get to go out and practice situational basketball, and you get to experience other styles of coaching than you normally would in your basketball teams. So, it's not just bad things that the AAU basketball is doing right now. There's also a lot of good, and it really comes down to, as far as I can tell, different areas of the country. Certain areas are doing a good job, bringing in good coaches, good mentors, and making these players better. While I'm sure you see in other parts of the country, and even probably you know your little region, you have AAU teams run by lesser coaches, and they're not handling, per se, the players the best that they should in this second half nate really gets into the nitty-gritty of the cons some of which i brought up at the beginning of this podcast of aau basketball again with the better insight than i could ever give you our own nate McHugh.
0: well i guess i'm back um this is in case you could probably tell that we're recording this in separate sessions in a way uh So between the first and the second session, I took my son to go get my wife and we went to go pick up our other two girls before we went to the library. My wife saw that my son had a ticket and we asked him, you know, or my wife asked him, you know, what'd you do? He said, oh, it's not my fault. You know, and of course we're like, okay, here we go. And he said, you know, he made me do it or whatever and we didn't really, you know, okay, tell us what happened. He, you know, he got in trouble for hitting another kid. He said the other kid was stomping his foot and said, so, okay, so why did you react that way? He actually had a pretty good response and we're kind of, t- we're kind of taking it back, you know, taking it back a little bit by it because uh, we didn't know what to do. I, th- I started laughing. My wife, uh, hit me and said don't laugh don't laugh and, she, and I looked at her and she's smiling because we were driving down the road and he couldn't see us but anyways he said well my teacher uh, she said to treat others how you want to be treated so since he was hitting me he must have wanted me to hit him back bravo bravo I, I that was uh, that was really good. Of course, you know, we explained to him that's not what it means. We don't hit, and you know he you know he has the consequences. But you now he really you know he really uh, that was pretty good. So, anyways, back to AAU basketball. Now we're talking about you know things we don't like about AAU basketball. You know the cons or whatever. Uh, quickly, um, I guess to start. First off for us high school basketball coaches, because, you know, we're the ones that really matter. You know, there really isn't much of an opportunity if you play AAU basketball for skill development. And that's really what's hurting us, you know, on the high school level. It's hard to get kids in the gym when they're traveling over the country or in the region, playing a bunch of games. It's hard to get them in the gym to... to, uh, work on skill development so we have kids that you know play four or five games a day you know they might not care if they win or lose you know they're, they're just you know they're part of a team but if you're not getting better at shooting and dribbling mostly you know or you know finishing around the hoop then it's really hard to say what's really help our our the high school team in the future. And so that's a really big part, um, problem. I I talked to some people about AAU basketball before, you know, uh, for recording this. And there are some AAU teams that actually spend time during practice developing their skills. And so, you know, I, it's not a, a catch all. There are some programs that do, but, you know, there are some programs that don't. And so I think, We always hear is there's all they do is they go and they travel and they play games. So anyway, so second, I think there's a big difference between AAU like middle school youth and high school AAU. I I, I'm a big fan of high school AAU um, because I think the part that you want exposure. I think a lot of the abuse um, with um, AAU is at the youth level. At that point, unless you're a stud. I don't really know if you should, you know, you should probably should you probably should not be spending your time traveling all over the country. By the way, your parents are paying a lot of money for this and not getting better at your skills. They might be playing a whole bunch of games against a bunch of kids that, you know, are probably the lot you know close to you. But I, I just think that at that level, we have to we I mean, right now we have too many kids coming in to high school and I've talked to other coaches. Where the kids can't dribble. Oh yeah, they can shoot a bunch of three pointers, but guess what? They can't come off of a a ball screen with their left hand. They really, you know, is that? I mean, is that's not a good thing? You know, they, they don't know how to pass. They pass with one hand. It's kind of a flip. I mean, I guess I digress. But, anyways, okay. now on the number three. We're kind of on a time crunch here, so uh, number three. Uh, it's an industry. Now, that could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. I don't know. Um, I looked earlier today, and, and there's an article that said that the youth basketball industry is worth $15.5 billion. I guess, and Betsy same said the NFL is around $14 billion. Now, you can argue the, the numbers. Regardless, it's a huge industry. And while we, we may all love our kids playing basketball, someone's making money, people. And that could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing, but it's not some pure bask for the love of the game basketball. Okay. Uh, another thing is we you know, we have parents putting their kids in these AAU on these AAU teams who aren't very good. And these kids seem to think, oh well, you know, at least on an AAU team. But yeah, because your your parents paid a whole bunch of money for it, and guess what? They're not going to turn it down. They're going to find you a team. If you' if your parents are willing to pay the money okay now the kids that there, there are teams that give scholarships and things like that but anyways uh, I guess its kind of just a, an example of uh, the amount of money that some people are spending for for you know to play in some of these leagues so uh, just an example. Uh, There's this NY to LA sports uh, tournament. It costs $550 for a team Uh, Or you know, they have two tournaments the second tournament costs $650 per team There's 40 and there's between 40 and 60 teams per age division. The event will bring in eighty eight thousand dollars Now that does include out-of-pocket costs, you know, like um, travel uh, hotel rooms food gas and depending on the team, families can expect to pay four hundred to $4,000 per summer to play. I don't know. I just, there's just something about it I'm not a big fan of. But, uh, but you know, like I said, there are good things. Four, um, there's a the pressure to play one sport. We've all heard how, you know, it's better to be a multi-sport athlete. I agree mostly. Um, but if you're a Kevin Durant, don't go play football. You know, if you're a LeBron James, he played high school football, but just just stick with basketball. But that's that's you know none of you know that's the the one percent of one percent. So um, fifth, like one thing that kind of bothers me is particularly at the youth level, but especially when you're when you're at a small school, uh, is that you're gonna go play in these select teams, right? you never play with your classmates and then all of a sudden high school rolls around and you've never you've barely played together and you can t- and it's obvious to everyone you're the stud but your 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 teammates your classmates haven't played with you yet so so i guess that's kind of a, a quick summary of you know some of the cons of AE basketball you know this is really it's very relevant to um, probably a lot of you who are listening, you know, whether you played in AAU or in, or in high school or you have kids coming up, which will be me, you know, as uh, hopefully they want to play basketball. That will be up to them. So um, anyways, that's what I thought. In the
1: second half of our podcast over AAU basketball, Nate brought up some great cons against the organization. The first being the lack of skill development. The second being youth AAU versus high school AAU. The third being that it's a $15.5 billion industry. The fourth is the pressure to play just one sport, whereas in a lot of areas you have players playing multiple. And the fifth and final is not growing up in grade school playing with your future high school teammates. We hope you enjoyed the pros and cons of AAU basketball, hopefully we brought some more insight into your view on it. Well, I stated at the beginning, we weren't here to answer any questions as a lot is still unknown and a lot is seen to be done in terms of improving upon it, but there is some development along the way that could help these players out in the future. Hopefully in future podcasts, we can hit upon that a little bit more deeper. So with that said, we have a little extra segment that Nate put the effort into, and he did a great job. He's going to talk a little bit about some funny tweets from A A U Bingo if you follow on Twitter, and end with an interesting story of his trip when he was younger to Italy. That is to coincide with Nebraska basketball's trip this summer to Italy to play. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and hopefully to hear, bring you back here next week. So with that said, thank you and have a great day.
0: All right. This is our, my last segment, I guess. Uh, Patrick allowed me to kind of talk about something besides we're kind of expanding on, it, you know, something maybe a little more fun. Uh, so as I was trying to talk to some of my friends who deal with AAU basketball, I was told about this Twitter account. Um, it's called AAU. A- a- it's called at aAU underscore bingo so AAU bingo so this kind of um, a lot of people send tweets to uh, this account and they'll retweet it about some of the crazy stuff they see at AAU basketball games so this kind of gives you a taste about some of the you know I guess you can say the uh, the entertain the entertainment value beyond basketball at some of these uh, tournaments and and so forth so I, I retweeted a whole bunch of them. Uh, a couple days ago, so I haven't looked at him since. So I guess I'm gonna go quickly through them. Um, first one, we have a, we have a uh, a uh, head coach. It um, looks, like, <laughs> um, he has a backpack on. He's standing there coaching the game. Um, looks like the score is 29 to eight. I uh, I assume he's losing. He's got a hat on and some pants, and they're all camo. So he's got camo hat, camo backpack, and camo pants. Uh, <laughs> why, why, why do you have a backpack? Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe you're afraid someone's gonna take it. Anyways, okay. Second one down. Uh, next one down. Um, oh, there's a five. There's a five-minute stoppage, game stoppage, because the uh, scorekeepers is the mom of one of the players, and uh, she refused to put the foul down on her son. <laughs> So, uh, okay. All right. Uh, Next one down. Okay. Um, We have a kid warming up and he has, you know, the Apple AirPods in his his ears, which is kind of silly, but he is wearing a GoPro, people, a GoPro on his head. I don't know why you would have a GoPro on while you're warming up, but there you go. Um, Anyways. Uh, okay. Oh, here's here's a good one. These look like a bunch of maybe fifth graders. And they're, yeah, two teams and the uniforms look the same. How do you expect to officiate that game? They, they look exactly the same. Okay, so um, next one. Oh, here we go. All you fathers out there or mothers. Um, we have another head basketball coach who is wearing who's what's it called the, the, a a baby um, strap or, you know, they strap to your back or your certain most times to your chest. Um, yeah, he's holding his baby, uh, not baby, but it looks like his maybe one year old son who is passed out and he's there coaching on the sidelines. Uh, that's pretty good. Okay, here we go. Here's an assistant coach wearing a GoPro. He's sitting there on his cell phone. That's, that's pretty good. Um, Oh, this tweet says, I saw a mom give her son a basket of chicken fingers and fries during a, t- <laughs> a two-minute halftime Oh, I just picture that. You know, if you've ever been at these small junior high games, you know, like, ah, how much time do you want? Ah, just give me a couple minutes. Okay. Let's throw up two minutes. Oh, here comes a mom with a basket of chicken fingers and fries. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, here's one where uh, the bench is half players, half coaches. A bunch of parents. Looks about oh, there's about four, three players and four coaches. So that's great. Um, next one, there's a, a guy who's uh, walking through the crowd with uh, or the watching the game with a selfie stick. That's great. Uh, oh, geez. This one is the. Uh, the coach during in the middle of the game, the game is going on. He's doing push-ups, people. Cause yeah, it's important, you know. He probably not, he need to get it in his workouts. So during the game, he is doing push-ups. Push-ups. Oh my. Um, here since we got a running clock. Sorry, when the league gets over 20, there's a running clock. Uh doesn't stop again unless the league gets down to 10. Uh, one of the coaches got mad. That they have to get down to 10 for the clock to stop. Well, they lost by 35. So. Oh, geez. Here's a 200-team tournament. $595 per team. And the nets are torn. They didn't spend a dollar on the nets, I guess. So, that's kind of a taste of uh, what um, AAU Bingo brings. Those are pretty good. Uh, So, Lastly, you know we need to talk about Nebraska basketball a little bit. Um, I don't want to say too much without uh, Patrick here because he, you know, he's going to want to chime in. But in case you all didn't know, they're going to Italy. Uh, the basketball team is, which I think then they get to have at least ten more practices during the summer together to get ready for this. Um, I don't know if it's a tournament. I'd have to look into it, but they're going to Italy. So I told Patrick I kind of have a good story about um, my trip to Italy. So, I was in uh, Florence, Italy, with two friends of mine, Doug and Cliff. We were staying at a hostel, and there was two other girls that were staying there with us. I don't remember their names. Um, one of the girls was from Austria. The other one was from Brazil. I, uh, we all went out together, all, all, you know, the five of us. We, uh, you know, we were having drinks and all that, and we went to a club there's a lot of dancing. So I for whatever reason I was the only one with a key to our hostel. And the, the guy who owns it said he didn't want to hear from us past midnight or whatever. So just make sure you have the key. So uh, that's what whatever for whatever reason I had the key. So there's a lot of dancing going on at this club. Um, I I'm not really one to walk up to girls and Ask him to dance. And I remember walking up to a girl and say, hey, would you like to dance? And she looked at me and she just walked away. (laughs) So, but I'm like, hey, I'm in Europe. I'm never going to see her again. So anyway, um, so next thing I know, I can't find Doug or Cliff. And I thought, oh, they must have left. But they need me or they need my key to get in to the hostel. And so I, and I couldn't find the girl from Brazil either, but there the girl from Austria was still there. So I told her, Hey, I think we need to leave. I, you know, I don't know where, um, everyone else went. They might have thought we left and then they, you know, anyway, so we walked outside, you know, you know, we weren't, you know, we've had, you know, like I said, a couple of drinks and I walk out onto the, the streets of Florence, Italy, and neither of us have a clue in which direction our hostel is it could it could be you know it, it could from where it could be right walking 2 miles ahead of us or behind we have no idea and it's probably 1 a.m. at this time so we just she said hey let's just pick a direction and start walking so, one hour goes by, we can't find, we have no idea, absolutely no clue if we're walking in the right direction. For whatever reason, you know, when, you're, when you are in Italy, people, you know, generally can speak English. For whatever reason, we can't find anyone to speak, that speaks English, you know. So, we're just guessing, you know, two o'clock rolls around, three a.m. rolls around, and this Austrian girl and I start trying to look for spots to sleep on the on the street because we have no clue. I remember looking at a sidewalk that was kind of um, backed away in the corner, and I thought, "Hey, maybe we should, you know, lay down there." And so, she, you know, let's just keep on walking." Uh, we end up stumbling upon our hostel at about three thirty four in the morning. So this is about a three hour walking through Florence with no clue. So I get there. I'm like, Oh, my friends are probably gonna be pissed at me. And I realize, Oh, they're not even outside. Okay. Thank God they got inside. So I walk upstairs and, um, the Austrian girl goes to her room and I go to ours. And I realize my friends aren't here. We're, we're, we're you know, Doug and Cliff. And I saw, I'll end it with this. Okay. Before you know, you know this is not how we wanted the podcast to go, but because of the, uh, we wanted to put a podcast out, but just because of how things went, we had to record it separately. So thank you for sticking with us. So, anyways, so I'll end the story with what happened. I I thought, okay, well maybe I am going to sleep outside because there's you know, there's no way they're going to get in unless I go downstairs and wait for them outside the door. So I go downstairs, I open the door, and I literally walked, looked down the street, and I see Cliff and Doug sprinting down the street, screaming, shut the door, shut the door, oh my God, shut the door.